Live and local. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. It's time for two hours of the best sports talk on the airwaves. Here's your host, the Blonde Bomber, Jordy Holtberg. And a great good afternoon to you and yours. Things seem normal in the world. We're here in the middle of June and LSU baseball going back to Omaha for the College World Series. It's a rite of passage. The Tigers get it done. And now they looked again like the super team that was the national pace setter for most of the season. Ready to see how it stacks up against seven other college world series teams and how it stacks up against tiger college world series teams from past seasons good afternoon and welcome it is a monday june 12th the year 2023 baseball has officially closed at alec box stadium skip bertman field but baseball will continue at some point in time later on this week in omaha nebraska my main man james mesh back in the master control suite in the evco development studios evco development is a civil construction company that specializes in multi-family construction it's on the campus of delta media which houses klwb which is 1037 lafayette we're also on klcj 1041 in Lake Charles, streaming around the world, 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com. And if you're in the Acadiana area, you can turn your television set on because we are simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. Did you miss the headlines of the day? Not to worry. The Blonde Bomber has you covered. Here is Holtberg's Headlines. The French Open became the winningest male player ever in major tennis championships. Yes, Nick Taylor sunk a 72-foot putt in the Canadian Open playoff to claim an historic home win. He, the 35-year-old becomes the first Canadian man since Pat Fletcher back in 1954 to win Canada's national Open And yes, the Denver Nuggets will try and close the lid on the NBA season tonight. Game five of the playoffs is this evening with the Nuggets holding on to a three games to one advantage. But today is all about LSU baseball. And what a season it has been. What a run this Tiger team has gone on. Super Regional was there for the taking, and LSU got it done because they had the better players. They had over 12,000 screaming um, rabid fans, and LSU sweeps Kentucky two games to none to advance to the College World Series. Yes, they got it done early. Paul Skeens was dominant in game one on Saturday. 
but no more so than the Tiger hitters who hit six home runs in a 14-zip victory. That was the most homers hit by LSU in an NCAA tournament game since the new box opened in 2009. Cade Beloso added a home run in yesterday's win as the Tigers' season total reached 132 homers, passing the 1996 national champions total for third all-time, just behind the 1997 team that had 188 and the 1998 team that had 157. Meanwhile, as Ty Henry allowed three solo homers in three in the third innings on Sunday. Riley Cooper and freshman Gavin Guidry combined to pitch five and two-thirds innings of scoreless relief. The Tigers go on to win it eight to three. And afterwards, it was LSU head coach Jake Johnson with his opening statement to the media. Wow. First off, thanks for your patience. Um, that's special out there and did not want to rush uh, off the field. And So proud of this team. Um, coming here was a big move personally and professionally and um, just had a vision of what tonight would look like. And, um, you know, I just I wanted these guys to experience that so bad. And um, this is about the players and whether it's culture, team, buy-in, connectedness, whether it's baseball. Um, there's been a lot of blood, sweat, and tears put in the bucket over the 700-whatever days we've been here, and uh, they're champions. And um, really excited to go to Omaha and chase a national championship with them. And um, if they are in character, um, we have a great chance to do that. Riley Cooper, um, in relief time and time again. Big, the big angst for LSU baseball all year long is Paul Skeens is great. After that, what do you get? Here's Riley Cooper on the bullpen being clutch. It felt great to do. And, um, you know, if I'd say if we had a crutch all year, it'd be the bullpen. And um, it was just good to show that that's not our crutch and that we can hold our own. They can hold their own. No question about that. The big blow on Sunday, Cade Beloso, a three-run homer. That really gave LSU a little bit of a woo, comfort zone. Kay talked about his opposite field blast. Yeah, I mean, I have before. Uh, I mean, it, it means everything. Uh, you know, I was just so happy we won the game today. And, uh, you know, in that at bat, I was, I was just trying to hit a fly ball to center field and, you know, ended up getting a good pitch over the heart of the plate and, you know, put a good swing on it. And, you know, that gave us a lead. And that's what I was really excited about. You know, anytime you have momentum in postseason is, is – uh, huge, and it was on our side after that, and that's what I was really excited about. It was exciting. There's no question about that. Dylan Cruz, of course, was uh, was spectacular as always. Patience at the plate, and his last after after walking and walking got a got a fielder's choice. It drove in a run. He walked four times. Didn't know if he was ever going to get back in the batter's box, but by fate, um, in the ninth inning, um, a base hit, a hit by pitch, a walk, and Dylan Cruz came up for his last opportunity at the box, and he delivered a two-base clearing double to left. Here's Dylan Cruz talking about his final at-bat at the box. 
Yeah, I mean, I have before. No, I'm not gonna lie. I'm nervous for every at bat, really. You know, um, but uh, you know, it's just through all my training, really. Like I said, I was really just able to control myself and control my breathing, and um, you know, it didn't make it any better when my walk-up song was playing. So, but it, it was fun. It was it was awesome, and um, it was good. Yeah, I think um, you know, a spark hit us late in this year, which is which is a, a great timing, and um, you know, I th- we're just gonna keep moving forward with this momentum we have. Keep moving forward with this momentum. Um, James, I'm going to call for one more soundbite from Jake Johnson, please. Um, he's been to Omaha before as the head coach at Arizona. Uh, so he was asked, how will your previous trips to Omaha help you? Yeah, I think for tonight, it's like they have to enjoy this tonight. Like, I, I'll, tomorrow morning, I'll be guns blazing. Who are we playing? What day are we playing? What time? Practices lined up at Creighton and all of those types of things. Um, you know, I think you want them to enjoy getting to the College World Series. I mean, outside of Cooper and Bryce and Christian Little, none of these guys have been there. You know what I mean? So they need to enjoy this. Then you start moving into the last couple weeks haven't been by accident. We have prepared at an elite level. I mean, it, the last two weeks have been awesome. I mean, like, back to training camp. January is like my favorite time of the year because it's like we're guns blazing. That's what the last two weeks have been. Um, So we're going to have a a good practice here Tuesday. Wednesday we'll fly out there. We'll practice there on Wednesday, practice in the stadium on Thursday. So, like, enjoy all those things that come along with it. I have no worries about their self-discipline of turning it on when the lights come on. I mean, they're, they're salivating at the bat rack to get to the plate. You know, everybody wants to take the ball. And so... I said this before, or going into last night, the things that we needed to do to win tonight are the same that won us 47 games before that, and it's no different, you know, in uh, Charles Schwab Field. But it's the same things, and they know what they need to do to prepare, and they know what they need to be when they need to be it, and that gives me great confidence in how we'll take the field on Saturday. Okay. Well, for their opening game in Omaha, the Tigers will face the winner of today's super regional game between Tennessee and Southern Miss in Hattiesburg. Game dates and times at the College World Series will be announced later today. But so far, uh, already in Florida, Virginia, TCU, and Oral Roberts in bracket number two, In bracket number one, number one overall seed, Wake Forest and LSU are in. To be determined, Tennessee Southern Miss in one game, Stanford and Texas in the other. Those two winners will join Wake Forest and LSU. So we'll know more uh, later on today, and we'll go from there. It's a big, big day here on the show. Uh, We're going to talk to both national championship baseball coaches at LSU. He's got a street named after him. He's got a field named after him. He's got a statue in front of the stadium. The architect of five national championships, the greatest coach in college baseball history. Skip Bertman joins us in just a minute, and we'll talk in hour number two with Paul Maneri, who recruited Dylan Cruz and Hayden Travinsky and others when he was the coach at LSU, and what that means to see them get to Omaha now. Just two of the guests that we have lined up for you. We are heavy on LSU baseball as they head to Omaha. We'll take our first time out. When we return, 
the legendary Skip Bertman joins us. This is the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. If you want to take your lady out for a nice dinner but you're low on cash, no worries. The Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com can help you with your date night blues. As a member of our rewards club, you'll have the opportunity to score excellent prizes like a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse, a $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen. They're both located at Cypress Bayou Casino Resort. You can only score these great prizes by becoming a member of the Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. It's free. It's simple, so go sign up today. Every day is a Chamber of Commerce kind of day when you're listening to the Jordy Holberg Show. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros in southwest Louisiana. And we are back and, and welcome on this June the 12th as LSU has um, taken their talents. They've disposed of Kentucky, and now they're, they'll be one of eight teams in search of a national championship as they go to Omaha. Um, and whenever I think of Omaha, I think of our next guest. Um, an incredible job he did when he, when he came to LSU. It wasn't a rebuild. There was nothing much to rebuild from. He changed the importance of college baseball. First in Baton Rouge, then in the Southeastern Conference, and then nationwide. Heck, he's got a street named after him. He's got a field named after him. He's got a statue out in front. He's the greatest coach of all time. He was a great athletic director. He is LSU. We welcome in five-time national champion, Hall of Famer, Gib Bertman. Coach, thank you for your time. How are you, my friend? I am good, uh, Jordy. Uh, very, very nice to hear from you again. I love it. You're the best. Well, well, I tell you what, you, you know what it takes to be a team. You know what, what, what a team looks like that has a chance to win in Homa. We saw you at the games uh, against Kentucky. Share your thoughts on this LSU baseball team. Uh, Coach uh, Johnson has done a wonderful job, uh, not just uh, recruiting good players or training good players and coaching but he's done a wonderful job uh, mentally of getting these guys into the right frame of mind for tournament play. I will say that uh, uh, Dylan Cruz and Paul Skeens are great, uh, incredibly great players. I mean, incredibly great. But they were also great leaders, and they wanted to go to Omaha very badly. And I think it showed. I think our team has really stepped it up. Very proud of the boys. They've done a great job. You've been to Omaha many times, and one thing that always stood out to me is in the most pressurized situations, you always seem to have a gift for getting your players to relax and just play their game. Why did you do that? Well, uh, it's, it's a hard thing to do. Um, when I first went to Omaha in 1986, the kids, uh, you know, weren't, you know, into it. I tried so hard to, to get that frame of mind. I really did from all my years of going there at the University of Miami. And, uh, 
but they wouldn't go for it, you know. And of course, we left early. Didn't have a lot of good fortune uh, uh, there. But the, later on, of course, in the '90s, we had some good fortune, yeah. and I'm very proud of the kids. Yeah, outstanding job. What What would you rather have in Omaha because of the ballpark and all? I mean, do you like a very, very good – if you could only have one, you want a really high-powered offensive team or do you want a really, really good pitching staff? What wins in Omaha? I'll tell you what, that's, that's a great question. The number one thing is a dominant pitcher on the mound. And, of course, Paul Skeens, uh, most dominant in the United States, uh, surefire number one or two draft pick in the whole draft. Uh, sure, for without injuries, very likely, you know, we'll hear from them later on. But, um, I would rather hit if I have to answer your question. Okay. Let, yesterday, the all nine players in the lineup had a base hit. Yep. Now that's wonderful. That means that in Omaha, it doesn't matter who's up one through nine. He can get a base hit. And I like that about this team. And of course, I like Skeens uh, because he's the, he's, you know, one of the best that's ever been at LSU. Mm-hmm. No question about that. They uh, There's not an easy out in that lineup. And it looked like, you know, it looked, it's a long baseball season. You knew that, you know, that more than, than anybody else does. And there's going to be peaks yeah. and there's going to be valleys. You hope the peaks certainly outlast the length of the valleys and it looked like LSU went through a little dip. Um, but they yes. seem to have righted the ship and man, they, it looks like gorilla ball is back coach. <laughs> yeah. Gorilla ball is the term I brought with me from Miami. I thought that was a home runs are really important. I'm not saying everybody should swing for defenses or bunts aren't important and other, uh, wonderful things, but those teams that can hit homers, uh, one through nine, you see, have a much better shot. And uh, it is a big ballpark. It's tough to get them out in center field in Omaha. But people have been pulling them out and left and right. Uh, there'll be a giant crowd. There'll be thousands of people from LSU. Um, but I doubt that... Um, Tennessee or Southern Miss, the team that we're going to pick, can have that many, although I'm sure they'll bring people. Uh, so we'll have great fan support. The happiest people in the world are the people from Omaha because the <laughs> Baton Rouge people stay longer and spend more money and have fun. So yeah, they, it's a win-win yeah, they, there. We know those uh, those bars and restaurants in Omaha quite well, thanks to you and all the things that you accomplished there. And I remember you always had, uh, you know, you, you had all the tickets handled by a certain gentleman. Everything was organized. It was uh, for you as a business trip, but you took care of everybody and, and nobody did it better than LSU. And you you were the guiding light behind all that. I don't know how you did it all. I had uh, good assistance. Uh, you know, I had been to Omaha seven times at the oh. University of Miami. Uh, and Omaha was very familiar to me and what to do 
and how to succeed uh, starts early. Like this team has always knew they wanted to go to Omaha. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can see by their reaction after that game uh, how excited they are just to have a chance. But they feel they're not through yet. They feel they can compete and win the national championship. We know they've got hitting. We know they've got Paul Skeens. It looks like they've got some guys coming out of the bullpen that, that can step up. Do the, the, is this pitching staff equipped to win it all? Uh, it's, a, you know, it's a fair question uh, because of the, the drop you know, from Skeens yeah. to yeah. the next pitcher you know, is so huge. But that's true on any team because Skeens right. – is a once-in-a-generation type pitcher that comes to the coach. Uh, but in answer to your question, yes. Uh, Ty Floyd, uh, Riley Cooper, Thatcher Hurd can pitch uh, for sure also. Okay. And, of course, uh, there's no question about a, a closer. I think that the uh, a kid from Barb and Lake Charles, yep. Yeah. And Gavin Gidry, I think he he's proven that he's going to close. He's pressure proof. Uh, the kid's really terrific. Yeah, he throws that uh, throws that breaking ball, that curveball, man. Just, yeah, you're like, oh, he keeps it on the edge of your seats. But he's he is certainly tough to hit. I've got to <laughs> ask you: It's been 22 years since you coached your last game. You're sitting in that uh, stadium that you got built because of the. The, the rise of LSU baseball, the old box wasn't big enough, and this is a state-of-the-art uh, facility, and you're sitting there, and it's packed to the rafters. They're standing room only. Man, that had to warm your heart, Coach. It did. I'll tell you what else warms my heart. That's great, uh, Jordy. Of course, you were there, and uh, uh, you know what it was like uh, before yeah. you know, I coached yeah. as well as when I coached. Um, uh, Jordy, I, I turn on the TV to look at the other regionals and I see, uh, Florida, for example, uh, having their biggest crowd ever, which is only right. 8,000 at Florida. But then I open up and see Kentucky <laughs> having their largest crowd of about the same. <laughs> I'm thinking, well, I froze when we went to Kentucky. They had dugouts. Um, Florida's fixed that field four or five different times, and it's really got it right this time. Um, others, Arkansas, of course, and others were filled. I don't know. makes me feel real good. Thanks. makes me feel real yeah. good. As well it should. Uh, but I tell you what, man, I, I said this to so many people. I said, back at the old box. When LSU was playing, before they had super regionals and all that, you had the regionals, and, man, it was – that's where teams went to die. You, you you weren't coming out of Baton Rouge at the box and beating <laughs> LSU. You just weren't. That place was crazy. You know, on the uh, – of the 16 teams that entered the NCAA regional sites of the 64, the first 16, they all had regionals. Like LSU. But unlike LSU, eight number one seeds lost the number four seed, eight out of the 16. Wow. Amazing. 
amazing. Now, they do have amazing. some that are like Xavier coming out <laughs> from Vanderbilt. Yeah. Uh, you just didn't see that coming. No. But uh, yeah. it shows you that the parity is coming in baseball, that everybody wants a piece of the action now. Everybody wants to be on television. ADs want to make money because baseball can do that. And there's plenty of good players playing right now on travel ball teams around the country. Now now LSU has a staff that's going to paint the stadium, not you and the players like when you first got there, how times have changed. I've had two great motivators that I've listened to in my lifetime. I played for one in Dale Brown. And I listened to you, Skip Bertman, as you addressed your teams and other and and other meetings and business meetings and things like that. Um, what would you what would be the most important thing you would tell this team if they asked you to come speak to them before they boarded a plane well, and headed to Omaha? Okay. Uh, there we we've done that already, you know, like I've spoken to the team. Yeah. Um so I'm not going to do that. I don't need to. Jay's a great uh, motivator. Uh, uh-huh. The kids are really psyched to play, but not too out of sight. Okay. I mean, they have everything uh, in the palm of their hands. I think they're uh, really ripe to go to Omaha. And what I would tell them right now is doing the best you can. All you can do yeah. is all you can do. <laughs> And if, if LSU does all they can do, they don't have to do any more. You know, they don't have to play great. They don't need rainouts. They don't need any, like, they're good enough just to win it outright. Yeah. Yeah. Coach, um, man, I, I, I wish for you continued health, um, continued great spirit. It is so great to talk to you. So great to see you at the ballpark. God bless you. And, uh, Thank you for everything that you've done for LSU as a coach, as an athletic director, as a friend. Um, you're the best. You are the best. Thank you, Skip. Jordy, thanks. God bless you. All right, buddy. All Bye. Right. That, that's the legend, Skip Bertman, five-time national champion and built baseball from the ashes to now. This is this is the place to be. All right, we'll continue our coverage of LSU baseball. Glenn West will join us in just a minute from Go247 Sports. I don't know how you file a skip, but somebody has to. And Glenn, the towering figure that he is, will do so next. This is the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. If you're looking for great deals, look no further than AcadianaDeals.com. There are plenty of two-for-one deals available right now. You can get a $15 voucher to Pizza Artista for only $7.50 or a $30 voucher to La Hacienda for only $15. Once again, visit AcadianaDeals.com to take advantage of these deals and so many more. This is the Jordy Holtberg Show. Live from the Evco Development Studios in Upper Lafayette on The Game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. We're back at 36 minutes after the hour on this Monday, June the 12th. Uh, LSU baseball fans await the outcome of 
the five o'clock first pitch between Tennessee and Southern Miss in Hattiesburg. The winner advances to the College World Series. Um, somebody has to follow the legendary Skip Bertman. So I figured if we're going to go big, we got to go real big. The uh, six foot ten Glenn West from um, Go Two Four Seven Sports gets the nod. Glenn, good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm doing great, Jordy. That's a tough act to follow, but thanks for putting all that pressure on me. I appreciate it. Somebody's got to back clean up. Come on. Skip sets the table and you knock in the runs. Um, (laughs) Man, the long ball, the gorilla ball is back with LSU baseball, huh? Yeah, they they put together probably their best, uh, I would say, offensive performance in in probably a month. I mean, I think that they really uh, found something at the plate. Six home runs on – on Saturday, you had the, the big home run yesterday by Cade Beloso. Um, and then really everybody's stepping up. I mean, this was a total team effort. Um, mm-hmm. you had Tommy White and Trey Morgan getting you off to a really hot start uh, on Saturday against Kentucky. And certainly what Paul Skeens was able to do on the mound was really impressive. Um, but then you, you follow it up the next day and Josh Pearson comes up with a big hit. Dylan Cruz kind of slams the door shut on his final at bat right. and, and Alex Box with the the two run RBI double there. And um, man, I, I was on the, uh, the little concourse area, right. You know, for the final nine, you know, the ninth inning, I wanted to really get the kind of the fan experience Soak it in, huh? yeah. that last night. Inning. And it was loud. It, it was loud in there. My ears were ringing a little bit. And uh, I think it's probably as electric a environment as I've been in for, for a baseball game. It was really fun. No, no question about it. You should have been at the old box before this mammoth thing was built, and that was a whole nother. But anyway, um, wow. I, I'm just still marvel at uh, what what Paul Skeens was able to do. And I know it was a very tough decision for Jake Johnson. I know a lot of people were angry and upset. I mean, seven-hour delay before you play, but – but you now you see why we we don't want to get him out there and then have to sit him and not be able to pitch him. So I understand it, it's a it's a very difficult line to walk, but thank goodness it worked. Yeah, I mean he he was very clear after the game that it was a you know a joint decision and and, and, and you know in the end the weather delay was uh, really an NCAA decision and they just kind of weigh the opinions of the coaches and whatnot. But uh, no doubt that I think that that delay. Uh, certainly served LSU well uh, and just kind of how everything played out. Yes. The game doesn't start till nine o'clock. You have a few fans that maybe were absent, but those fans that stayed and I, I wrote this, you know, as soon as the game started that those who stuck out that delay uh, you're going to be in for a treat because Paul Skeens is definitely angry. And you can definitely see it when uh, he he goes out there and and he's firing one Oh two on the, on the, on the radar gun and, he was able to, I mean, he was hitting 101 on the gun in the seventh inning when he was you yeah. know, at the very end of his outing. And, you know, it's just, it's incredible. It's a once in a generation type pitching talent that LSU has been, uh, you know, privy to this year. And uh, he's delivered in all the big moments for you. The fact that he was able to go nine innings last week, get you a complete game, save the bullpen for the rest of the regional. Uh, and then he goes seven and two thirds on the, in the super regional um, you know, really just, uh, electric stuff. And, you know, I think the, he, he was the tone setter. I mean, he, you know, the offense did a yeah. nice job of getting off to a good start, but, um, the, the fact that you have Paul Skeens there to kind of demoralize other teams and their, their start to what was a, a big weekend, I think it's just as equally important. 
I'm with you. Um, Glenn West, kind enough to join us. The fact that he was throwing 102 and 101 late, but the fact that he was um, hit, hitting the corners, he, he was hitting every spot he wanted. I mean, anybody can throw it hard, but it probably goes out against the against the backstop. But he's so, he's. I mean, that glove's not moving, so he was he was in the zone early. So we talked we talked with the Kentucky coach after the game, and he gave a, a great quote because Kentucky was one of the teams that actually had a little bit of success against schemes right. earlier this year in one of his outings. Right. Um, but and the question was kind of what was the difference between that start and this one? Um, and, and he basically summed it up to two things. He said, number one, he was throwing 102 uh, with his fastball. And then number two, he threw more off-speed pitches than fastballs. And when you have a pitcher mm. that is throwing more off-speed pitches than 102 an hour, an hour fastballs, uh, it gives you a lot to think about at the plate if you're a hitter, and especially if you can locate pitches like like Paul Skeens can. I mean, that slider and changeup. Um, I think he probably struck out most of his batters in in that with those pitches. It wasn't just rifling the the fastball past hitters. It was yeah. off speed and changing things up. And uh, he really, you know, like I said, set the tone for the rest of the weekend. And I think set up. Uh, really what what has been LSU's best pitching to, you know, in terms of the last two weeks that we've seen maybe since the start of conference play. I mean, it, it, it's been a while since we've seen this pitching staff look this dialed in uh, on a consistent basis. And when you get to Omaha, it's not like playing a regional where you're playing day after day after day. There's a gap between. So you can get pictures, you can get some rest. And it's almost like, all right, Ty Floyd, get us two innings or three yeah. innings, maybe, maybe. And then, we're going to put that little roly poly left-hander out there, Riley Cooper and let him go to work. And he was, he was terrific. Yeah. So, I mean, Cooper's fastball has actually ticked up a couple notches in the last uh, month or so. And I think a lot of that has to do with the weather change and it getting a little bit warmer, the arm getting a little bit looser. Um, he was throwing 91, 92 from, from the left side. And that, you know, that was something he really wasn't showing a whole lot early in the season when, Teams were starting to get a little bit uh, of consistent hits off of him. Um, and he's always been a location guy. So when you're firing location, but also improving the velocity, uh, it really, uh, I think, messes up, you know, opposing offenses. And so he did a really nice job. You know, the fact that, you know, I think with the thing with Floyd was, you know, he gives up, he gives up the three solo home runs, right? But he also right. gets himself out of damage a lot. And I yep. think that's been yep. one of the consistent underrated parts of his game. He stranded two guys in scoring position in the first inning, stranded two more in the third inning to keep, uh, you know, kind of the lead at at, at 5-1. Um, did, did, just did a really nice job, I think, of not letting uh, Kentucky break the game open and, and really get themselves back into it. And credit Riley Cooper and Gavin Guidry. I mean, Guidry is a superstar freshman getting those yeah. final eight outs there, four, strikes out four of them, um, does just a, a tremendous job of closing the game. He's going to be your closer in Omaha you know, LSU's leading late in the big game, you're going to see Gavin Guidry in there, and that's really, really important. Baxter Hurd got up to warm up a little bit. I wonder if Dylan Cruz doesn't hit that two-run double if Jay Johnson goes with Baxter Hurd. I mean, it's a moot point now. Yeah. Uh, Guidry, was, uh, Guidry was so good, but I wonder, I just wonder if Hurd gets in there in the ninth. Yeah, so Jay was asked about that actually after the game, and he – he considered it for sure. And certainly the Dylan Cruz RBI there that, that kind of broke the game open and gave LSU a little bit more room to breathe there in the bottom of the ninth had something to do with it. But 
the plan was to run out Gidry in the ninth regardless because he was okay. really um, oh. he, he said that, that he that he had the 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 Kentucky hitters really thinking there at the end of the game they just couldn't get uh even the the balls that they were hitting off of him they were you know soft grounders and high pop flies uh you know, easy plays for the defense and so he was just in such a groove and, and it goes back to something that Jay Johnson has said you know all season long is that if a guy's getting outs we're not taking him out you know if he's getting outs and not allowing guys on base you know there's no there's no point in taking him out and so yeah. he throw with the hot with hand you. and yep. he was paid off for it in the end i'm with you almost a cinderella-like story there with dylan cruz coming out I, I i'm like well he's not going to get another at bat it's just not going to work out for him and they just keep walking i mean that's the difference between this year and last year he's so patient at the plate and he just i mean he's got an o2 count against him and waits ball one waits ball two and draws a walk so he's walking all the time but he gets that last opportunity and um Man, he just needs one pitch, right? He, he's going to do he it. He just needs one pitch. And it, the amazing thing about him is that you're absolutely right. He can get down on an 0-2 count and not not be phased one bit because he knows that most of the time teams are not going to be throwing him pitches over the middle of the plate. And they're going to be trying to paint corners and that he can still stay disciplined in his plan. Um, I mean, that that hit he had in the ninth inning there was just a perfect capture you know in capture uh to to kind of put a a nice little bow on his time in alex box i mean yeah. he uh it, with that hit he actually um, surpasses race rhymes uh for single season uh, uh batting average at, at 434 i believe is what I he's at know right that. now yep okay. so he's gonna have to keep that up in omaha of course but you know to get that hit there and, and, and in such a clutch moment um it was it drew the biggest cheers of the night i mean it was a, a really kind of poetic ending to his career in Baton Rouge. And I was actually watching him as he walked onto the field uh, for the bottom of the ninth as well. He did a, a nice little double take with the the student section. He looked up, pointed at him, did a little chest bump. And, um, you know, he, he, he played in right field his freshman year. And so he got to know that student section pretty well over there in right field. And yeah. so he uh, just, just took in all the emotions and it was a, a really um, just fantastic night. And you just kind of, after they, they closed everything out, you had all the families on the field after the game and they did the trot around the field and high five and everyone. It was just yeah. a, a really cool experience that you just don't get at, at many other places in college. That is a tradition ever since LSU has uh, won things to go to Omaha. They, they do that circular thing around and they, it's a thank you to the fan base who continues to set the record year in and year out for the last 20 something years. I think single season attendance record every year consecutively. It's the longest win streak ever. Um, absolutely uh, amazing what, what they do now. Uh, now we just wait and see, right? We we don't know. We we know who we're going to play, either Tennessee or Southern Miss. We don't know what day or what time or anything like that. But um, they seem to be peaking at the right time. Yeah, I mean that's a question that I had for all the players and for Johnson after the game, and um, they just they they seem to be hitting on all cylinders right now. Offense, uh, defense, and and pitching is just uh, have played really good complementary baseball. Um, yeah, I would expect LSU to throw Paul Skeens in game one um, just because, you know, you, you start him in game one on Saturday. It you know, allows him enough time to be ready for a potential championship game if you get that far um, in, the, in a championship round. Um, so I, I think LSU is going to certainly, whether it's Southern Miss or Tennessee, that's those are two opponents where you can throw Paul Skeens in there 
and and be comfortable with with that decision and and not be kind of tooling with the idea of okay if we beat Tennessee one game are we going to have to throw you know Ty Floyd against Wake Forest or something in the next game I right. think you can go in there with a clear head uh, kind of stick to what you've done I mean you're five and zero in the postseason you haven't lost a game yet don't mess with things that you don't need to tinker with um, the the lineup has been great um, I, I just think LSU's clicking on like you said like on all cylinders and. Um, they should be one of the favorites to come out of this thing with uh, with, with the championship. When push comes to shove, you played Tennessee before. You know what they're about. You've Southern Miss has beaten LSU in a in a super regional in in the past to keep them from going to Omaha. Who, who do you think LSU wants to play? A team that is familiar with them, or a Southern Miss that might not be? I mean, they they're they're familiar with Southern Miss. I mean, those guys yeah. knocked LSU out last year. Um, yeah. I, I would probably lean towards, you know, wanting to play a team that you faced already. I mean, they've done it obviously with Kentucky and then Tulane uh, last week in the regional. Yeah. They, they Their scouting reports can carry over somewhat. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be an interesting decision. I, I, I think that whoever they play, um, LSU should feel confident that they have a lot of momentum heading into this tournament or heading into this, you know, these, these yeah. next couple weeks. They – they have played really, really uh, complimentary baseball and just done done things the right way. And and you can see it on the players' faces that they're confident in what they have and and that they can continue riding this out no matter who they face. Uh, the long ball was back, but that play by Thompson at short, going to his right into oh, short, man. shallow left field and throwing it. And then the stretch by Trey Morgan to get, garner it in, that uh, – that I was mean, on ESPN. That was like number two of the top 10 list. It was spectacular. Yeah, I don't know how it wasn't number one. I didn't see the number one play, but prime Derek Jeter would have had a hard time making that. Yes. I mean, yes. It, it, was, it was a phenomenal throw. I mean, watching it in live time, I was like, there's no way that ball's going to get there. But it got there with time to spare, too. I mean, it was not as close as the review made it look. Um, in, in real time, it looked like he got him, and he absolutely got him. And it was a... I think that was a, a really important play too, because Kentucky was threatening again in that inning, and uh, you know LSU had a little bit of a, a cushion, but uh, making that play there certainly solidified things, and I think they were able to ride it out the rest of the way and do a really nice job. A remarkable weekend, got it done in two, and it wasn't even close either way. They they are uh, on a roll, so we'll we'll move on from there. Are you heading to Omaha, my friend? I will be. I fly out first thing Thursday morning, so we will be there. You might be interviewing me from a, a hotel room uh, in 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 Nebraska next week. So hopefully you uh, can count on that, big fella. You can count <laughs> right. on that, Glenn. Thank you for always being available for us. We really do appreciate it. You did a great job in the in the cleanup hole uh, following Skip. Well done. Good, good. I'm glad I knocked in a double or something. Hopefully it was. You an did, man. You did. All right, Glenn Thanks. West. Safe travels, man. Safe travels and enjoy. Thank you. Thank you so much. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back, wrap up our number one. Still to come, another World Series champion head coach, Paul Maneri, who recruited Dylan Cruz and Hayden Dravinsky and Cade Below, and, and on and on and on. We'll get his thoughts on this Tiger team coming up in our number two. But we'll close out our number one next. The Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. And some of our great 
partners like ShopRite, Tobacco Plus, Discount Outlets, by Ducks, Cleaning America's Air from the Inside Out, Eon of Lafayette, Baton Rouge, and Mandeville, helps you lose those unwanted inches and permanent fat reduction by the Louisiana Lottery. Oh, you can't win until you start playing. DC's Little Capital Exxon, True Soul Food Deli, best cheeseburger ever. Cajun Chef, do yourself a flavor. Turn up the taste with Cajun Chef hot sauce. They say shooters shoot. He's a man who shoots from the hip and a man who's hip when he shoots. And no one shoots more from the hip when it comes to sports talk than the Blonde Bomber. Back to more of the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, we got the NBA Finals resuming tonight, if anybody cares. Denver up over Miami, three games to one. There's not a better uh, male tennis player in the history of the sport than Novak Djokovic. If you go by the amount of uh, Grand Slam titles, he's got now 23, one more than Rafa Nadal, tied with Serena Williams at 23, one behind Margaret Quartz, who's got 24. Two games in college baseball tonight. Southern Miss, Tennessee. LSU awaits the winner. That's at 5 o'clock. 7 o'clock tonight, Texas versus Stanford. Those two winners will fill out the the, uh, the LSU-Wake Forest bracket in the College World Series. Coming up, hour number two, Paul Maneri will join us. Another national championship coach for LSU. And Blake Rafino from the Are You Serious podcast. Lots of baseball. There's no other sport going on around here. This is it. And LSU deserves the attention as they go to the College World Series. Our number two straight ahead on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Your home, Tigers and the Houston Astros. Live and local. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. It's time for two hours of the best sports talk on the airwaves. Here's your host, the Blonde Bomber, Jordy Holtberg. Hour number two of two, and away we go on this Monday, June 12th, the year 2023, with LSU going to Omaha, Nebraska for the College World Series. Six teams are in. Two others will, um, as the cliche goes, punch their ticket later on this evening. Tennessee versus Southern Miss in a winner-take-all game three. Texas and Stanford in a winner-take-all game three. The winners will form the bracket that LSU's in along with Wake Forest. LSU will play the winner of the Tennessee Southern Miss game in Omaha. Days, times to be determined. Um, My main man, James Mesh, back in the master control suite in the Evco Development Studios. Evco Development, a civil construction company that specializes in multifamily construction. It's on the campus of Delta Media, which houses KLWB, which is 1037 Lafayette. We're on KLCJ 1041 in Lake Charles, streaming around the world, 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com. And if you're in the Acadiana area, you can turn your television set on because we are simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. 
Scott Woodward's got to be the athletic director of the century. How about some early returns on the hires that he has made in women's basketball? Kim Mulkey, national champions in year two. In football, Brian Kelly, SEC West champions in year one. In baseball, Jay Johnson, Omaha bound in year two. Gymnastics, Jay Clark, national championship appearance in year three. In volleyball, Tanya Johnson, NCAA tournament in year one. Um, Soccer, Coach Hudson makes the NCAA tourney in years two and three. In swimming, Coach Bishop, the highest men's finish since 1997 in his first year. In diving, Coach Livingston, SEC Coach of the Year in year one. Everything he touches turns to gold. Um, If you missed our number one, we've talked with Skip Bertman. He is baseball at LSU. He is baseball in the state of Louisiana. He is college baseball. And um, he likes this team. He likes it. And I, and I asked him, I said, what would you rather have? When you go to Omaha, what does it take? A dominant pitching staff or a dominant hitting team? He said, give me the dominant hitting team. Yeah, it's great. You got to have one ace. LSU certainly has that in Paul Skeens. But from top to bottom, one through nine, and you've seen it during the regional and during the super regional, there is not an easy out in this lineup. And I know if people are going to say, well, uh, well, they lost to this team, but they lost to that team. Uh, regular season becomes a grind. That SEC tournament is tough because you're playing teams you're used to seeing. They're used to seeing you and you got to play every day. And that wears on your pitching staff. Um, now you come to a point in time uh, Skeens did his job, and then you do, um, you know, you go with what what is hot, and LSU certainly found that yesterday uh, with their pitching staff. After Ty Floyd went a few innings, and then it was, it, it's time to go to the left-hander, Riley Cooper, and then you give it to Gavin Gidry. Gavin Gidry's cold. I mean, ice water in his veins. That dude, as a freshman from Barb High School, was just sent. Sensational. Cooper got the win. He blanked Kentucky for over three innings, allowing just two hits with one walk and two strikeouts. Gidry, the freshman, two and two-thirds scoreless innings with just one hit, no walks, four strikeouts. So he, he was in complete control. So in Omaha, you've got a chance to really stretch things out a little bit with your pitching staff. But this lineup, this lineup is start. It, it just is seeing the ball and hitting the ball. And yes, the uh, the home crowd advantage was spectacular, as it always is when it comes to postseason play. It is. LSU's going to make its nineteenth trip to the College World Series, and its first under Coach Jake Johnson as LSU tries for their seventh national championship and first since 2009 in 2009 a coach by the name of Paul Maneri was the the skipper of the LSU Tigers Paul Maneri will join us in just a few minutes to share his thoughts on this team he he recruited and signed Dylan Cruz and Hayden Travinsky and others 
when he was the coach. So we'll get his thoughts on this team and those players and what it means to him uh, as LSU awaits their fortunes in Omaha. So uh, with football winning in that, um, winning the SEC West, with basketball for Kim Mulkey winning the national championship, track and field had a great showing at the national championships and some great individual performances accomplished. And now we've got baseball with a chance. Um, as everything else has come to a screeching halt, baseball is still uh, live. And uh, that's pretty good stuff. And everybody knew what was on the line. Um, it, it's not easy to do it when you're expected to do it. And the drought is over for LSU because it had been a while. Uh, there's no question. LSU has been six years since LSU's last appearance in Omaha and only the past four college world series have taken place without LSU because the 2020 event was canceled due to COVID-19. But those streaks are longer than they initially seem when they're viewed in LSU years. So the fifth seeded Tigers clinched their 19th trip to Omaha when they finished off a sweep of Kentucky in the Baton Rouge Super Regional 8-3 to last night. That ended the longest college World Series drought for LSU since it made its first trip under Skip Burtman back in 1986. Burtman led, of course, the Tigers to five of their six national championships before retiring after the 2020, uh, after the 2001 season, Burtman never missed a trip to Omaha in consecutive seasons after that initial trip in 86. Amazing. Amazing what that man did. After that, LSU made nine trips in 20 seasons under Smoke Laval, Paul Maneri, and Jake Johnson. Of course, Maneri's team won the 2009 title and reached the 2017 final before losing to Florida. Jay Johnson's first season wasn't encouraging. The numbers, 40 and 22 overall, 17 and 13 in the SEC. The Tigers played away in a regional from Alec Box, and despite winning their first two games, saw their season end after back-to-back -back losses to host Southern Miss. But this 2023 season was something special from the beginning. Ranked number one, some key players. The SEC Player of the Year in Dylan Cruz. The superstar pitcher in Paul Skeens. The transfer, Tommy White, who was the 2022 National Freshman of the Year at North Carolina State. It was one of the most talented rosters in school history. LSU was the consensus preseason number one team in the country, and they stayed that way for most of the season. Heck, they went 16-1 and one in their pre-SEC schedule. They won seven games that were shortened by the 10-run rule. They won four others by double-digit runs when the rule wasn't in effect. They were rolling. They didn't lose any of their first five SEC series, even though our opponents at the time were ranked number 11, number 6, number 11, number 6, and number 12. LSU started 9-5 and five in league play. And then that old piano got on their back, and all the pressure and all that weight, mediocrity arrived. LSU went 4-5 and five in their final three conference series, which were all against unranked opponents. They slipped out of the number one spot in May. 
They were seeded number three in the SEC tournament before winning their opener, losing their next two games. Injuries gutted the bullpen. And so when the NCAA field was set, what hard to figure out, hard to predict whether this group was going to conjure up memories of Bertman's best teams or disappoint like many of Laval's and Johnson's first team. But Alec Box Stadium in June gives Tiger Stadium on a Saturday night a run for its money. It's just a different beast. It's a different animal. And it lived up to the billing. Skeens was dominant against Tulane in the regional. He was dominant in game one of the super regional. And LSU's bats got going. They hit six home runs in game number one, and they continued onward. Gorilla ball is back. So LSU returns to Omaha looking again like the super team that was the national pace setter for most of the season. We'll see how they fare once they get to Nebraska. We'll take our first time out of our number two when we return. Yes, he won the national championship in 2009. Paul Maneri as we continue our salute to LSU baseball next. This is the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. We here at the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, know you love our shenanigans on and off the air. So go and subscribe to our YouTube channel at the game Louisiana and turn that bell on so you can get notifications when we post our new content and game recaps. So go see more of our fun behind the scenes and after work mischief at the game, Louisiana on YouTube. Once again, that is at the game, Louisiana on YouTube. He's been a star on the hardwood and in the broadcast chair. So what's the secret to the blonde bombers success? Easy. Taking time to work on his tan. You look mouth. Back to more of the tanned and talented Jordy Holtberg on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Well, we continue our salute to LSU baseball. Our number one, we had Skip Bertman, a national championship coach on. Now we are joined by another national championship coach. He did it in 2009. And he recruited a lot of these upperclassmen players, the Hayden Dravinsky's, the the Dylan Cruises, and and the and the likes. Um, and I'm I'm thrilled to be joined by my friend Paul Maneri to get his thoughts on the Tigers. Paul, good afternoon, sir. How you doing, Jordy? I'm terrific, man. That box was alive and well. You know what that place is like. I'm, it's hard for teams to come into that stadium and and beat them when the Tigers are rolling. <laughs> Well, I was there with them. Uh, it was yeah. uh, it was as loud as you can imagine, and exciting. And the guys, you know, got the job done. Um, they, you know, I'm just really proud of all those kids, Jordy. You know, uh, as you, I heard your lead up to introducing me, and you know, so many of them I recruit. You know, the majority of the team I recruited, and and most yeah. of the guys playing had played for me, so I got to watch them you know, in their infant stages, so to speak, of college baseball. Many of them had never seen an SEC game before. And to see them develop after, you know, a year, a couple of years with me and then continue over the last couple of years, you know, it just made me very proud of them and very happy for them that they're going to get to go to Omaha 
and have that experience. My only wish is that we could have done it a couple of years ago when I was in my last year and, and we had a chance, you know, you know, against Tennessee, but we couldn't get it done. But uh, at least they're going to get to Omaha and have that experience this year, and hopefully they'll bring back the big trophy. I wonder, um, you've been there, you've seen that you you had success in 09. You had, a you know, you got to the championship round in 17. Florida uh, just got you that time, but you've been there, you've done that. Um, how, how do you get your team to, to settle in and not be in awe of the moment? That's got to be the, 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 the a difficult task for a coach and players uh, to, to accomplish well, a dream come true and then to settle in. Yeah, you know, um, we won in 09 after having gone there in 08 the year before. We didn't win it in 08, but I yeah. felt that having been there for a year before settled our team down quite a bit in 09. Uh, now, you know, I never had that advantage again. It seemed like we went to Omaha every other year, so I never really right. had that two year in a row. Uh, going there. And of course, this year's team doesn't have that either. That's not to say it's impossible. You know, that I think helped our team in 09. But I think the yeah. big thing, Jordy, is really how you manage the team the whole year and the things that you're preaching to the players the whole year. And I was very encouraged to see some of the quotes by some of the players after the, the game because it sounded eerily similar to the, the message that I used to send to our teams. Just, you know, the old cliche about taking them one at a time. And if you, if you right. live in the moment and you don't look too far ahead, you, have a, you, you, know, you become more relaxed as a player because, you know, when, when you're look, you, you have this major goal in your mind of winning a national championship, that can be very daunting. You know, but when you're saying, okay, let me win this pitch, let me, let me, let's win this game today, and then we'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. And I think that that causes players to have a great deal of self-confidence. It calms them down a little bit. And, and if you can keep them in that mindset, yeah, you know, when you get to Omaha, then I think it's going to help. But you can get them into that mindset in Omaha much easier if you've preached that the entire year and you've yes. approached every yes. game that way. And I saw a couple of quotes. I think it was Dylan that said, you know, we've approached it just a pitch at a time all year. And it kind of brought a smile to my face because I think that's the mindset that you have to have. And then you don't you don't think of it as being too big when you get out there. Yeah, that's that's a, that's great great advice there uh, for sure. Paul Maneri, kind enough to join us. I asked Skip this. I'm not going to tell you his answer, but I'm going to ask you the same one. You go to Omaha. Um, it's 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 a big ballpark. What would you rather have? A dominant pitching staff? or a dominant hitting team? Oh, that's an easy question for me to answer, a dominant pitching staff. You know, when when uh, when we played in Rosenblatt, Skip won all his championships there, and we won our 09 championship there. The, the ballpark sat up on a hill, and it had the wind blowing out many times, and you could out-slug a team, you know, and you were never out of a ball game. Yeah. When we went for the first time in 2013 to the new ballpark, the ballpark was situated differently, and the breeze was yes. always blowing in, and it was down at sea level. And the entire tournament in 2013 had exactly three home runs hit by all teams wow. combined. 
Wow. And, um, you know, by comparison, like in, in 09, when we won in Rosenblatt, our team alone hit 12 home runs out there. And I know Skip's teams that won hit a lot of home runs. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he may have said, you know, hitting because, you know, he dominated with the, with the big bats all the time. But that yeah. ballpark plays so differently. Now, yeah. the balls have changed. And even in, in 17, when we almost won the championship, we lost in the finals to Florida. Our team had eight home runs that year. You'll remember P- Michael Papirski had two in one yep. game against Oregon State. Yep. Um, you know, we, we, we hit like eight home runs. But the final games against Florida, the wind shifted and started blowing in. And therefore, we had low-scoring games on, that, on those days. And we actually made a couple of critical errors in the final game. If you remember at first base, we had a couple of yeah. errors that led to two runs off Poche. And yeah. we were down two to one the entire ball game. Had chances to come back and and tie the game or take the lead in the seventh and eighth innings and couldn't get them across. And we ended up losing a close ball game to Florida. So in that ballpark, I would prefer to have great pitching and defense. But you can't, you know, switch gears all of a sudden. You've been plugging teams all year, and now you get out there. Oh, let's become a yeah. pitching and defense team. You know. It, it's hard to have players that are that versatile. So, you know, it, it remains to be seen. Listen, I, I think LSU has great, great on their team. I really do. I, I know them very intimately. We recruited most of them. You know, you're not going to ever find a better player than Dylan Cruz. Uh, you know, Gavin Dugas has so much experience. Trey Morgan yes. is an outstanding player. You can go right on down the list, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um you know, ultimately, it's still baseball. And, you know, even though we have a slugging, powerful team, there's no reason why they can't get clutch singles with two outs as well. That's right. And with Paul, with Paul Skeens on the mound, he, I mean, who's going to beat that guy? You know, he's the best yeah. pitcher I've seen in, in 50 years, you know, in college baseball. Yeah. So, you know, I think we have the team to win it. And, you know, when you look at a team even like Wake Forest, they play in a smaller ballpark than the box. Right. They've hit a ton of home runs. That ballpark's going to seem like the Grand Canyon to them. But they also have outstanding pitching. So, you know, somebody's uh, got to win it, and might as well be us, right? Why, why not? Why not? Um, you know, Dylan Cruz was supposed to be a star when he got here, but it's got to warm your heart to see what uh, Hayden Dravinsky has gone through and where he is now. Yeah. That's a big dude behind the plate. He, and he just looks so confident and so at ease with himself. And it hasn't always been that way, but that's that perseverance, you know? Those are great stories. So, you know, that Jordy, you know, yeah. when we recruited Hayden, we were, we felt fortunate. He came to college. We thought we might lose him to the draft. And, um, he came to school and we had big plans for him and man, he had one injury after another. I mean, yeah. it was, you know, one knee, then the other knee, then his throwing elbow. And the kid just never really was able to stay on the field. And, you know, even this year, he didn't start out playing on a regular basis. You know, they played Brady. It seems like a long time ago when Brady Neal was playing every every game. And then, then he switched over and started playing Malazzo. And then he started putting Travinsky in a little bit. And Travinsky just took advantage of all his opportunities. And now, yeah. you know, he's batting four hole. And the team's going to Omaha, and he's playing great. Yeah. Couldn't be happier for the kid. He's, you know, he's a wonderful kid, cares about the right stuff. He's a great teammate. Even when he was hurt, he always had a very positive attitude around the team. And so many of the guys are that way, you know. 
Cade Beloso is a great story. You know, as a freshman with me, he hit 11 home runs. His the next year was our the pandemic year, and Cade did yeah. not play that great in the first. You know, I forget how many games we played. I think. And I think he had a home run in the last game before the pandemic came in. Was his first home run, and then his junior year. Well, I guess his red shirt, his sophomore year, because of the pandemic. But the year, my last year, you know, he struggled all year. You know, yes, he, he just, did. Just he was just lost. You know, and he just was struggling. And he wasn't anything like the guy he was the first year, certainly. And uh, you know, we kept hanging with him, hanging with him, hanging with him, and you know, but he just never really clicked for him. And then, uh, you know, last year, he, I guess he had a good fall, and then he gets injured before the first is the whole season. And now he comes back. He wasn't even playing, and they put him in, and all of a sudden he's doing great, and he's a mainstay in yeah. the, on the team. So, you know, Jordan Thompson's had a good year. I mean, there's there's just so many good feel-good stories on this team. Yes. I love Gavin Dugas like a son. And, you know, he's yeah. had some ups and downs, but, you know, he comes through with so many clutch hits. And, uh you know, listen, those are just the position players. There's lots of pitchers that I feel that way about, too. Ty right. Floyd, uh, Blake Money, you know, and on down the line. Do you feel we know what Skeens can do? And, 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 and with the World Series, it's not like a regional or a super region where you're playing game after game after game. you got a little space in between here. Winner's bracket's very important. You can get it and go from there. Uh, so, um does this pitching staff give you confidence now when you see what O'Reilly Cooper did, Gavin Gidry coming out of the bullpen to close things out? Uh, do you feel confident this pitching staff can uh, can hang and, and handle their own in Omaha? I do. You know, the, the, with that ballpark, like we talked about before, oh, yeah. you just got to throw the ball over the plate. If you throw strikes, you have a chance to hold the other team down. I know that okay. can be said about any ballpark, but especially in that ballpark, you're not you're just not going to give up a lot of home runs. So if you don't put free people on base, you know, and just make them hit the ball, uh, and if you make the catches behind them, you know, schemes doesn't make anybody hit the ball. He just strikes everybody else. So the defense will be fine in that game. But you know, with the other pitchers, they, they might make them hit the ball, and we got to make the plays behind them, and. Uh, but um, the, the tournament has been contracted some. Jordy, the format's different. It used to always start on Saturday. Now it's starting on Friday. And the finals, which used to start on Monday, are now starting on Friday as well. So they've oh. cut out some of the off days in there. So it's going to oh. force you to use a deeper pitching staff. And uh, but I, I've I've often thought even when the pitching staff was getting you know kind of ripped by the media or social media or whatever that I always felt the talent was there they just you know needed to put it together and and just execute pitches a little bit better I mean we have a lot of hard throwers we got you know get I think Gidry coming on has really been a, a phenomenal thing you know we recruited him as a shortstop we knew he could pitch and that was a backup plan. And that's pretty much the way that Jay did it. You know, he watched them all fall at shortstop, decided to go with Jordan Thompson. Let's put him on the mound and see what he can do. And, man, he, he got an outstanding curveball. And, you know, he's, yeah. he's really done a terrific job for him. He really has. Um, I can't thank you enough for your time. If you, could, if you could give one bit of advice to this team, if asked to do so, and I certainly would ask you because you've been there, <laughs> you've you reached the ultimate goal, what would, what would you tell this team before they embark to Omaha? 
Well, I can tell you what I always told the teams, you know, that um, the opponents are just teams. You know, their kids put their pants on one leg at a time, yeah. just like you. Yeah. There's nothing to be in awe about. We've played in big front of big crowds on national TV all year. Let's go out and have fun and just relax and go out and compete as hard as you can for the love of the game and don't worry about it too much and take it one game at a time. You know, you can lose a game and still come out of the loser's bracket. Uh, you know, hopefully you don't even lose a game, but, you know, take them one at a time and work your way through this thing. It, everybody out there is good. You wouldn't make it to Omaha if you didn't have an outstanding ball club. Yeah. But they're just kids, just like we have kids on our team. So let's just go out there and have fun and let it rip and see what happens. You are so generous with your time. I can't thank you enough. Um, great to share your thoughts on this this incredible moment for these young young kids and the coaching staff and all the fans. And, uh, boy, Omaha's happy, aren't they? Uh, LSU's back in town. Oh, yeah. It's always better when LSU is there. There's no question about that. <laughs> Paul, thank you, man. Enjoy all of it. I appreciate the time as always. You're welcome, Jordy. Take care. Take care. That's Paul Maneri, National Championship Head Coach of the LSU Tigers. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back with more next. This is the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. And for ShopRite, Tobacco Plus discount outlets. You know, with 60 of them in southern and central Louisiana, if you can't shop right at ShopRite, you can't shop right at all. Become a Buku Rewards member and, and save at the in, inside the store, save at the pump, save everywhere at ShopRite, Tobacco Plus discount outlets. And by Ducks. Ducks, cleaning America's air from the inside out. Save on your electric bill. Save on the wear and tear of your dryer. Get that duck that goes outside the house cleaned the right way. Get all that lint that gets stuck. Get it out the right way with ducks. And by Eon, the premier touchless robotic laser body contouring device that helps you lose those unwanted inches along with permanent fat reduction. You don't feel a thing. It's quick. It's easy. It's safe. It's affordable. They even have financing available for you. Eon with three locations, Lafayette, Baton Rouge, and Mandeville. Jordy Holtberg is known far and wide as the Blonde Bomber for the perfectly feathered golden mane he rocked back in the day at LSU. The hair may not be as golden or as long, but Jordy is still making a name for himself. Back to more of the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. And we welcome you back on this Monday, June 12th, the year 2023. As we, we, We've spoken with Skip Vertman today. We've spoken with Paul Maneri today. And now we get to speak to our good friend from the Are You Serious podcast, Mr. Blake Rafino, who I hope still has a voice after this weekend. Blake, do you? How are you going to put me on after Paul Maneri and Skip Berkman thinking that I could live up to that? Well, somebody's got a bad cleanup, <laughs> so come on, let's go. We They set the table. Drive the run in, Dadgummit. Come on. Man. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm, uh, 
I'm struggling with the voice, but um, we're here. We're, we're making it happen. Fair to say that LSU has um, gone through their little dive, and now at the most ultimate time of the year, they are peaking. Fair to say that? I think it's fair to say that. I think it's fair to say the bullpen is, for sure. No question. I, I mean, Jordy, I'm hard-pressed to find – look, we did every midweek and at least two – Every weekend, post-game shows, at minimum, all year long. I'm hard-pressed to find two back-to-back games that were more complete than the two yeah. you just saw. I don't think you've had them. Like, you, you've had really good performances by schemes. You've had, you know, really good outings, mashing the ball, regardless of what it is. I'm very hard-pressed right now, Jordy, from a bullpen – at the plate standpoint that you can find two better complete games this season. I don't think they exist. And I think that's what Jay was talking about uh, um, last week when he said that, you know, we still got some things we got to complete. Well, again, I I just, I don't, I don't know where Jordy you could see in the lineup where they've had better games than what they did this weekend. And so you, you get hot, you got, guys that you can rely on out of the pen. So it's looking really good for the Tigers right now. I'm with you. And look, I I value Skip and Paul's evaluation and opinion. Um, And and they both have difference of opinion. Skip likes a team with a a great hitting team. Paul, because of the ballpark, would like to have a great pitching team. Uh, you got a great pick. Skeens is just, he's just ridiculous. He's just ridiculous. But the key to this team, I think, is are the Riley Coopers and the Gavin Gidrys of the world. Uh, man, they, Jay's got a lot of confidence in both of those kids. And, man, they, they delivered. Well, look, I love pulmonary more than the next human being, but I ain't going to come up here and start arguing with Skip. I'm just being real with you. I mean, so I just, I'm not going to do it. I agree with him, but to Palmineri's point, he's not wrong either, Jordy. I mean, he's again, not. against no. this team, you know, against this team, let's call, Jordy, if I would have come on your show last Monday and I said, hey, Jordy, we're uh, for the Super Regionals, LSU is only going to give up three runs. By the way, there's only one pitcher that's going to give up those runs. You would have taken That's right. it. In 18 yeah, innings, yeah. you would have taken it. So, yeah. look, Riley Cooper has been on one for the last month, even going back to that Georgia series. And, and oh, really, yeah. if we want to be real with ourselves, I mean, maybe you can even account in Auburn. Uh, so the last month, month and a half for Riley Cooper, it's why he got the start against Oregon State. It's why that uh, he's the first guy out of the pen in a clutch situation on those Saturday sure situations is. or Sunday situations. And, and so – for that alone, when that dude is focused, when, when as Jay calls him, big boy is focused, he, he's locked in. But what a what an outright competitor Gavin Gidry is. I mean, Ooh, my goodness. Ooh, my goodness. Stud. I mean, look, stud he, he got away with one now. He got away with one, Jordy. The line drive down to left field, I, I mean, he's an inch away from, from that being a tie ball game. Okay? But, yeah. but. Games are won and lost by inches, and coaches preach that all the time. And he, and then he comes back and he punches out three straight. I mean, my word, 
My word. So it's, what an outright performance by that meal, man. It's a moot point, but let's say LSU clinging to a 5-3 lead, top of the ninth. Let's say that a wild pitch doesn't score a run and Cruz doesn't get the two-run double. And let's say they're going to the bottom of the ninth with a 5-3 lead. Thatcher Hurd was warming up. Do you think Jake Johnson leaves Gidry in, or do you think he pulls him no. and puts Hurd uh, in? No, uh-uh. no, and Jake kind of confirmed that, that he wouldn't have. You know, he said when Cruz hit the two, had the two RBI double, it gave Gidry, quote-unquote, this is from, from him, a margin yeah. of error, and then he still right. had the guys in the pen ready to go. So I yeah. think that he okay. just, you know, it's like, look, let's see I if like the freshman can get us out of this, and then we'll go to we'll go to herd if we need to. But no, he, I mean, he outright confirmed it uh, in the post game press conference. So yeah, I, I do think he would have gone to herd in the ninth if, if you wouldn't have scored those runs. Okay, um, Lord Idry, uh, you think of a closer, you think of a guy that's throwing at 98, 99, 100 miles an hour. But this kid, that breaking ball, curveball, sheesh, falls off the table. Uh, absolutely um, outstanding. Uh, we will await the winner. LSU will of uh, this five o'clock start between Tennessee and Southern Miss. Southern Miss ended LSU season a year ago in the regional, and we've had our cases with Tennessee. Who would you rather play in the World Series? Uh, yeah, for what it's worth, our guy Sam Rothman, Jordy, like ten minutes ago from um, Channel Six News in Nashville. Or not Nashville. Uh, where is she at? Uh, God bless you. Jordy, help me out. Where is Tennessee? Uh, Knoxville. Knoxville. She did report Knoxville. that. Yeah, that she reported about 10 minutes ago that the team was on their way to the Pete Taylor Park and t- was told to go back to their room. So I don't know if that game's going to start at 5 now. But oh. nevertheless, I want Southern Miss. You got your revenge against Tennessee this, this year already. You took two or three from them, whatever. I mean, it doesn't really matter. I'll take either one of them, but I won't revenge sure. on Southern Miss. You sure. know, like I, sure. I won't revenge. So, look, Jordy, I was there well, about a year ago. It actually was a year ago this past weekend. Um, thank you to Facebook Memories for, for reminding us. Uh, but a year ago, and Jordy, we got we got absolutely obliterated by Southern Miss fans when we yep. were there. I mean, yep. just look, I've been to a lot of places. Jordy, I know you have too covering games on sidelines, I've never in my life, a player, whatever, media, whatever, have never witnessed the berating that we took against Southern Miss. Yes, I, I want Southern Miss. Very badly. Very badly. Yeah. Um, by, the way, by the way, Jordy, go ahead yeah. and face Paul Skeens and see what happens. That dude, he, he's best. He's best college picture I've ever seen. Uh, Paul Maneri said no. the best picture he's seen in fifty years in college baseball. He's the greatest picture LSU's ever had from top to bottom. LSU's had some great ones, but nobody's doing what this cat's doing. Nobody. No, because Jordy, think about this. He's fourteen strikeouts away from beating what Ben McDonald's Ben McDonald strikeout record, uh, uh, strikeout record yeah. in forty less innings. That means that he yeah. he would literally need to – he would have to have four – not even just four more outings, okay? He would have to have four more outings, and then those games go into extra innings and him still on the mound for, for retrospect. It, it, so, it reminds me It reminds me of the Pistol Pete phenomenon. Um, 
you know, if people go, if Pete doesn't score 40 or more, it's a terrible day. Terrible day. Skeens against right. Kentucky uh, only had nine strikeouts. People, oh, it's a terrible game. He didn't, he didn't get his 14 or 15 strikeouts. Nine strikeouts is a lot. It's amazing. Well, to that credit, and I think Mengion, the Kentucky coach, which, by the way, I think at the end of the year, I'm going to ask Jay if we could possibly do something with the story behind him and Nick Mangione, the head coach of Kentucky, and their friendship. But yeah. I think the game plan was different. If you notice, like, so for example, like the, we marked this down and we talked about this in the post game at 12 a.m., I might add you. Um, teams in one, two counts, okay, usually goes fastball. Like, Jordy, like 87% of the time, he was going off speed which generated a little bit more contact for him, okay? I think personally, now I, I don't know this, but just throwing this out there, his pitch count was so great through five innings, I think there were more times he was pitching to contact. To get out, to, 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 to prolong his outing. I mean, because uh-huh. once he got into the sixth, Jordy, once he got into that sixth, he had three strikeouts, Right. And so then yeah. when he got there, he's like, you know what, I'm going for it. And then had six in the last two. So when you right. look at him, I mean, he literally, and I mean this literally, did ex- whatever he wanted Saturday night. <laughs> like, he, yeah. he got a game plan from Jay and Wes, and he said, okay, I'm going to do it. And he did it. What are those little wristbands they wear? I mean, have you delved into that? Is it like a... Uh, a yeah, number, um, and that number relates to a pitch? What is that? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's the pitch. I, I don't know specifically how LSU's doing it necessarily. Now, I've seen it because my cousin, you know, the, now the head baseball coach at Franklinton, taking over for his dad, Jeff, they've used those, uh, Jordy, like in uh, Louisiana Knights. Now, they don't use them. If I'm not mistaken, I, don't, I think the LHSA won't let them use them, actually, believe it or not. But okay. they'd use those, and it would give a number and location. Okay? like okay. So it'd say 2LO, uh, like, like lower half or whatever. Uh, yeah. So there are a couple of different ones, uh, but I have seen it. It's pretty cool, really. And then It is cool. Some it's, of them. It's the first year. This is brand new, right? I haven't seen that prior to this year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Vandy had innovation. I think, I think Vandy was the first ones to roll them out um, two years ago because I remember Rocker having one in the College World Series. Um, but it was very it came, it became very prevalent after COVID. You know, like we don't want you to touch it and spread it. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So whatever. Yeah, let's use a sweaty wristband to pass around to people. How about that one? There you go. Well, they. they... The, the bats are alive. There's not an easy out uh, in that lineup. They're all hitting. Um, Skeens is basically um, unhittable, and you got a really good bullpen now. I, I tell you what, um, Paul said they've changed the format to the World Series. Not as many off days as there used to be, but that's right. Um, that's right. We we I seem to think LSU is peaking, and they're playing like they were the number one team in the country early on in the season. So I like their chances. Well, look, you got, you got a good opponent in game one, regardless of who it is. 
But yep. Jordy, game two is a lot like what you will see in, what you saw in seventeen with Wake Forest in Wake Forest with Oregon State. So that's right. Look, I don't know how Jay is going going to match that, but we've seen him go with schemes twice in game one. That being in that winners bracket means a lot to people. So Heck you yeah. and you can't really dictate what Wake Forest is going to do, right? So nope. It, look, it is one of the – to me, like, Jordy, I'm sitting in my truck sweating my rear end off, okay? It's a fa- one of my – probably my favorite time of year. Football is starting to kick off, and so it, it's it's going to be a very fun week. And LSU football Absolutely. fans, stay tuned. Not bad after Skip and uh, Paul. Blake, nice job. Always fun, my friend. Enjoy the week. And uh, we'll talk to you next time, buddy. Thank you so much as always. When we have some off time – uh, remind me to tell you the story the first time I met Skip Bartman. It was it was probably the most awkward moment I've ever had, but the best moment I've ever had in LSU. All right, buddy, boy. Thank you. You take care. All we'll right. take our final Later. timeout. Close things up next. This is the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. And uh, the Louisiana Lottery, so many opportunities to win and to have fun, but you can't win until you start playing and playing responsibly by D.C.'s Little Capital Exxon right there, I-10, at the Henderson-Cecilia exit. Oh, boy, oh, boy. The D.C.'s, they know what to do. They've got everything you need in that store for your travel needs, clean restrooms, everything, and tucked away in the corner is their true soul food deli, everything cooked fresh, Right to order. Got to try their cheeseburger. It's it's world famous. It's the best by far. And by Cajun Chef, the Art family in St. Martinville. Decade after decade after decade, a tradition, a family tradition handed down from generation to generation, putting out the same great products, using only the finest peppers to make everything they've got, including their world famous hot sauce. Do yourself a flavor. Turn up the taste with Cajun Chef Hot Sauce. Now we're back. We wrap up this latest edition. Special thanks to our guests. Skip Bourbon was terrific. Paul Maneri was terrific. Glenn West, Blake Rafino. Fun, fun show. LSU going to Omaha. We'll see in theory tonight at some point in time if it's going to be Tennessee or it's going to be Southern Miss. We'll continue our coverage of LSU in the College World Series tomorrow. Uh, Black and Gold Report with Bob Rose and much, much more. James Mesh, thank you so much for all you do. If today is your birthday, June the 12th, happy birthday from all of us to all of you. You share it with, yes, Marv Albert, the voice of the NBA for so many years. Marv is 82. Until tomorrow, I'm Jordy Holtberg. Stay thirsty, my friends. Do everything you can to stay healthy. Let's be kind to one another and be happy. Up next, Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. So long, everybody.